Thank you so much for joining us today. We're always encouraged to know God is working through new beginnings to touch lives. So if you have a story to share of how God's working in your life, please let us know. Send us an email at mystory@newbeginningsnj.org. Now prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Good evening. Welcome to our midweek service. I hope you're doing well tonight. Hope you had a blessed day. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Pastor Tom Carano. I am one of the assistant pastors at the Bayville Church and also the outreach director for the church. I'm really looking forward to, to bringing this word to you. It's, it's, a, it's an awesome word. I know our lives are going to be changed when we hear it. And if you're here for the first time, I just want to welcome you and say thank you for joining us. As Pastor Joe and Barb, our lead pastors, always say, God has called them not to just build a church, but to raise a family. We're a family here. We want to get to know you. So if you could just click that connect button on your screen, we'd really, really appreciate that. That's just our way of getting to know you. And also, I just wanted to say thank you uh, for your faithful giving. This church really shows such a heart of generosity. We truly reflect the heart of the Father. And we just want to say thank you for your faithful giving, especially in this time in this pandemic. We really, really appreciate it. We can't thank you enough for your faithful giving. And I just wanted to remind you, if you do want to give tonight, just click that giving button on your screen. Amen. Well, the title of the message tonight is, is Time to Be Generous. Again, I'm really looking forward to sharing this with you. So we have a goal. And our goal for this teaching is this. Here's our goal. We want to develop more of a heart like our God. And when you look at the way God interacts with humanity, and you really study the Bible and look how God interacts with his people, we come to this conclusion. We can't come to any other conclusion that God is generous and he's a generous father. So God is a generous father. And again, it's time to be generous. So before I get into the word, I just want to pray and, and, and just kind of set the mood here tonight and, and allow the Holy Spirit to just move um, in this service tonight. So Father, we thank you for your Holy Spirit uh, we thank you for your word. We thank you for those of us that are watching this, that we could put the distractions of the day aside, the distractions of, the, of, of, of anything in our lives aside, and just receive the word and just be recharged and just be energized and refreshed. I thank you for the anointing of the Holy Spirit, the power of the Holy Spirit. I thank you that you give me the words to speak, Lord God, that it's not just me speaking, but it's me speaking by your power, by your grace, in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I just wanted to um, encourage us uh, with with one thing here before we get started. I've been thinking about this. I was driving uh, to work yesterday, and I just started thinking about this, thinking about the scripture where it says, therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, that, that person's like a wise man who built their house on a rock. And I just want to encourage you with this. It is so important that when we hear the word, whatever area that is in the Bible, when we hear the word, it's so important to not just hear it and to just kind of let it fizzle out, but it's so important to act on it. But greater than that, I want to encourage you, when we hear this, this message on generosity, I want to encourage you to move out on it either tonight or move out on it tomorrow, but move out on it and make it a lifestyle. So I just want to encourage you to, for us to not just hear it and just kind of let it fizzle out. But Winston Churchill once said, "You listen to this awesome quote, you make a living by what you get you make a life by what you give. Churchill was a great leader 
And what he said about getting, giving, it really drives home the point that generosity, it can be a lifestyle. So lifestyles are defined by typical ways of living. So when I'm talking about that, we're talking about living a lifestyle of generosity where we're thinking of others over ourselves. And that's so important, training ourselves to benefit and improve someone else's life. And when we do that, it only makes our life more fulfilling, but we make such a difference in other people's lives. And, it, and the truth of the matter is the greatest impression that we can make on someone is to make someone feel cared for. And really, this requires us to put ourselves second and to put others first. A great scripture that actually emphasizes this is Isaiah 58.10 in the Amplified Bible. Now, I'm not going to read this whole scripture. I'm only going to read verse 10, but I want to encourage you with this. Read the whole chapter from Isaiah 58, 1 through 10. And that defines so much about our church. I'm going to talk about that in a second. But it says, and if you pour out that which you sustain your own life for the hungry and satisfy the need of the afflicted, then you your light, then shall your light rise in the darkness and your obscurity and gloom become like the new day. Now, if we look at the whole context of the scripture from one through 10. Again, we're not going to go through that, but I encourage you to read this. I just want to give you a quick context. You could really see the context of this. They're talking about fasting. And I guess at that time people were fasting and they really, maybe it was more like of an outward thing. And God says something to them. And this is what he says. And he says, is the fast that I have chosen a day for a man to humble himself with sorrow in his soul to bow down his head like a reed and to make sackcloth and ashes as a bed, pretending to have a repentant heart. Do you call this a fast and a day pleasing to the Lord? And then he goes on to say that the fast I chose is to undo the bonds of wickedness and to, to, uh, to let the oppressed go free. But here's where I want to get to. It says, is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into the house when you see the naked that you cover him and to not hide yourself from the needs of your own flesh and blood. And it says, then your light will break out like the dawn and your healing restoration, new life will quickly spring forth. Your righteousness will go forth before you, leading you to peace and prosperity. And then that final scripture that I read in verse 10 talks about, you know, our light will rise in the darkness. But what that whole thing is saying is this, when we pour out, our lives into the lives of others, things begin to break forth in our own lives. And we begin, whether that's in ministry, whether that's in our personal lives. And I can think back on the story of our food pantry, how we're feeding thousands and thousands of families now, which is amazing. But back in the days in the food pantry, the early days, whatever years that was, you know, 12 years ago, I don't remember the exact date, but I remember Pastor had it on his heart. He said, we really need to make it a point to feed this community. And we did this little food pantry out in the lobby at the church. And I remember about that time, and I was just talking to a few people about it to confirm that, about that time was when things started to break forth in this church. We started to see growth. We started to see lives change like never before. What, when? When we started to share what we had with others and we started to go after the needs of others. And that's generosity and that's the heart of our God. So what is living generously? Living generously is simply this. It's using your God-given ability to help those in need. It doesn't necessarily have to be money. It could be, a, it could be time. It could be talents. So let's look at the meaning of generous. I actually like this first one. It says liberal in giving, open-handed. Because when you think about somebody tight-fisted or, you know, 
tight-fisted and their hands tight-fisted. Maybe they're they're very stingy. We don't want to be that way. Liberal in giving, I like this, characterized by a noble and kindly spirit of a person showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. Listen to that. Showing a readiness to give more of something as money or time than is strictly necessary or expected. So I always, obviously I can't come from an Italian heritage and you know, you don't know everybody's culture, but I do know Italians have a, a, a do have a level of generosity in our culture. And I lo- love being Italian, but other cultures I'm sure have that as well. But I just know in my culture, we're very generous, but we kind of have a, a little funny thing in our family. You kind of don't go to somebody's house empty handed. You're, you're kind of trained not to go to somebody's house empty handed. When you're going to somebody's house, you bring food, you bring something. I, I've kind of been changing it up a little bit because we always bring so much food or so much cake or things like that. I actually started bringing maybe a plant, a gift card to people's houses, different things to kind of, you know, bring something. But I, we're always trained to not go empty handed, but it's always so nice to go to somebody's house with something, right? So living generously, listen to this. We got to get this message in our hearts. Because again, what's the goal? To reflect the heart of the Father, for our hearts to be more like Christ. So living generously is making your time, money, and talents come together and meet the needs of others. And what's so great about this, we can make it a lifestyle. We can practice it every day toward everyone. And the great thing about it, you don't have to have a PhD. We don't have to have a degree. We don't have to have a million dollars. We start where we're at. It doesn't have to be something massive or maybe something expensive. Most times it's the little special things that we do for others that really bless them. And that's really the key. And this is what I really believe the Holy Spirit wants to drive home. You may say to yourself, well, I don't have something right now. I don't really have anything to give. Yes, we all have something to give. It may be different in every area. But but prior to this message, I really, Monday, I, I just was listening to some stuff that really was so relatable to this message. It's so timely. But I was thinking of a a testimony that I want to share that I shared recently when I was hosting in Bayville. And that testimony, uh, if you remember, it was like a couple months ago, the power had went out in in brick in Bayville. And I remembered, I started thinking, oh man, we have some hamburgers and hot dogs in the Bayville freezer. And I'm I'm thinking if the power goes out, that stuff's going to be gone. So as a good steward over our resources in the church, I said, let me run and go put some ice in the freezer. And I had a plan. I was going to pack the ice in there. And I did that. And thank God the power went out in the morning, but we didn't have ice because the ice machine was off. So I ran to the store and I went to the store. I went to a little convenience store. And when I walked into that convenience store, here's what happened. When I walked into that convenience store, some lady was freaking out. People are already under stress with COVID-19 and she was freaking out because the ATM wasn't working. And all she had was her card. She didn't have cash. And she's like saying to the store, what am I going to do? I need this ice. The power's out. I said, ma'am, how much is your ice? And she told me it was like $10. I said, here you go. It's on me. God bless you. And she was like so taken back and so thankful. She was so blessed. And she's like, can I send it back to you? I don't want to take this. I said, don't worry about it. I said, look, I'm a pastor at New Beginnings, one of the assistant pastors there. This will be a blessing. Come to church. Come visit us. We love to have you. So I just said, don't worry about it. God, God wants you to not have stress. He wants you to be taken care of. So in turn, when I left the store, 
the owner of the store said to me, my, he goes, get out of here. He goes, the ice is on us. So everybody got blessed. And the lady laughed and she goes, man, I like this store. She goes, I think I'm going to come back again. So it was cool because that's generosity. And it wasn't, it was $10. It's not that big of a deal. But I, I'm telling you by the, by the spirit of God, we have to learn to start where we're at. I've been fired up. I've been watching this, this victory thon with Kenneth Copeland um, on his new channel, the Victory Channel, and they're raising money. But I've just been glued to the television two, three hours I've been listening to and just receiving from different ministers on there about how he's, his ministry has affected them. But there was this couple on there, and I want to preface this by saying it's not all about money. We're going to talk about time, talents, things like that. But it just happened to be these few testimonies that jumped in me when it comes to starting small. Because everything starts small. Kenneth, Kenneth Copeland said, everything, nothing begins big. Everything begins with a seed, and that's the key. So it was Pastor Dave and Nicole Craig. They're pastors of Faith Church. And he talked about, he was telling the story with Kenneth Copeland there about how his father was a traveling evangelist, and he used to listen to cassette tapes. Some of us might not even remember cassette tapes. And he said, this was in the 1970s. And now it's 2020, and he says this ministry is still helping him. But he said his father heard that Kenneth Copeland in the 1970s was looking for partners for $30 a month. And his father didn't have money at that time. And he said, I don't have $30 a month, but the Lord said I could show you how to get a dollar a day. It's just a dollar a day. And this is so cool. He sent a dollar a day. He didn't wait to the end of the month. He was so excited to get his seat out and, and, um, Dave Crank, the pastor of Faith Church, him and his wife, he was younger at the time. And he said it was such an example to him because he sent a dollar a day in an envelope. He didn't wait to the end of the month. And he said it was so cool because the mom turned to the father at one point and said, aren't you a little embarrassed or aren't you worried about what they're going to think if you send four quarters? He's like, I don't care what anybody thinks. I just need to get the seed in the ground. But he didn't know this. But over on the other side, Kenneth Copeland was telling the story that they used to, that ministry was so excited to see his dollar a day and they'd always wait for his dollar a day. And and here's what, what Kenneth Copeland said, which was so awesome. He said, the last check that that man gave to the ministry was $14,000. So he went from a dollar a day. That's where we have to start. And that's where, that's the big key. There's a song by a man called Alvin Slaughter that I used to listen to when I first became a Christian. And he says, what that, what's that you have in your hand? I can use it if you're willing to lose it. I'll take the little you have and I'll make it grand. I'm El Shaddai and I'll more than supply your needs. So God will take the little that we have and he'll make it grand. Everything starts with a seed. The Bible teaches us that he who's faithful over little will be ruler over much. We can't preach to thousands until we preach to the one. God wants us to be faithful where you're at. So that's my encouragement. Start where you're at. The Bible says not to despise small beginnings. Amen. So again, this message is, 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 is just a message that's been bursting in my heart um, lately. And this, think about this for a second. We've received salvation from Christ and we received the most generous gift ever. That is salvation, the most generous and also the most important gift that lasts for eternity And Jesus gave that gift. It was the most generous gift, but Jesus gave it to people who spit at him, who mocked him, those that crucified him, he died for. And he did it for people who maybe would never even receive him. He still died because he loves us. And it was the most generous act of, it was the most generous act 
in the history of the universe that, that never fades, never goes out. Through the history of time, it's the most generous act ever given to mankind. And we've been given that. So out of that thankfulness and that overflow of generosity, we should go be generous to others. And some have more material resources to pull from. Some have maybe more time than others. Some have more money. Some may have a heart. It's about bringing those unique talents, those unique gifts, and those unique abilities with a generous heart. It's about bringing it with its generous heart. It's all about the heart. In, G, in, in John 10, 10, it said that Jesus came to bring us life, but life more abundantly. We could say he came to bring life to the fullest. So in order for that abundant life to be full, it has to be shared. That's what abundant life is all about, about sharing. That's true abundant life, not hoarding things up and for our selfish desires, but giving out of a heart of abundance. And I was thinking about that scripture surrounding John 10, 10 is Jesus talking about the good shepherd laying down his life for the sheep. And we need to follow his example. He laid his down, he laid down his life for us. And now we need to lay down our lives for others. And that's true abundant life living to give. It's, it's more blessed to give than receive. And I recently had somebody give me a, a, a major blessing, but what was so awesome about it, it, could, it brings tears to my eyes, really, because it's a person I respect so much, a person I love so much and is such a generous person. And that person gave something to me, but behind it, I saw how excited they were to give that to me. But I knew that excitement was stirred up by the Holy Spirit, by the generous God and the generous heart that's in them. And it's about the heart behind the gift and it's about the generosity. And, and again, in John 10, 10, Jesus was, he said, he's the good shepherd. He lays down his life for the sheep. But the opposite before he said, I came to give you life and give it to the full. It says the thief cometh to steal, kill, and destroy. He's the complete opposite. He comes to take away. He comes to destroy. He comes to tear down. And what about even being generous with your words? It's kind of selfish and, and to, to, to tear down people with our words. How about being full and generous and, and give graceful words and be generous with our love, with our words when we speak to people and generous in that way too. So it's God wants us to be generous. Amen. I hope you're blessed tonight. I'm I'm blessed just sharing this. Uh, it's again, it's 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 just just flowing right out of me, and I thank the Lord for the Holy Spirit. In a First Timothy sixteen seventeen through nineteen, Paul speaking to Timmy. Timothy he says, "Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not trust in money, which is so unreliable. Money is unreliable. Their trust should be in God, who richly gives all we need for our enjoyment." Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works, right? Rich in good works and generous to those in need. Always be ready to share with others. By doing this, you will be storing up treasure as a good foundation for the future so that you may experience true life. So the context here is referring to money, but it's a principle. And principles work the same no matter what commodity. So I want to encourage us to be generous with our time, our love, forgiveness, compassion, friendship. It's so great to hear, thank you for being there for me. Thank you for spending time with me. How many of us um, joining this have shared your time with somebody and they said, man, you were there for me when my, when my father passed away or you were there for me when I needed you. You were there for me to help me grow up in Christ. It's so awesome 
to hear that, that, that if you want to experience real true life, then be generous with what you have. That's the key. We need to be generous at what we have. So let's look at God's perspective of generosity. In John 3, 16, it said, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That scripture is so alive to me right now more than ever. That that God gave his one and only son, his one and only son he gave to us so we should not perish, but have eternal life. And God loved us in that Manifested in what? Not just words, but in actions. Generosity is an action term. We the only way to be generous is by doing something. We can't just talk about it. it yeah, we do we do talk about it in a sense, yes. Stir ourselves up and talk about generosity. We're teaching on it, but it does nothing if if we don't move into action and and show generosity toward people. In Ephesians 3:20, I have that that on on this bracelet, the best is yet to come. It says, to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that works in us. To him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations forever and ever. And what's so great about that is God wants to do that, but all he asks is us to be faithful where we're at. And as humans, it's natural for us to kind of want to hoard things, right? We see hoarders. You see a TV shows about hoarders and you go into your house and you're like, how could you possibly use this? And we have things in our house, even those who are not hoarders, 95% of the things we don't even use, we just have around. And, and even if it's in a relationship, sometimes we want to hoard a relationship or we want to drain a person almost to, to where we, we, we drain the life out of them. But relationships are about giving. Healthy relationships are about giving. Don't go into any relationship, whether it's business, whether it's friendship, whether it's family, whether it's marriage, without the, the, the perspective of I came to this relationship to see what I could give, not to see what I could get, to see what I could give. And if we all did that, our relationships would be complete, completely different, completely different. So Jesus placed a strong emphasis on generosity and how people handled their money. Listen to this in Matthew. Again, it's not all about money, but there's a principle, Mark 21 through 44. It says, Jesus sat down opposite the place where the offerings were put and watched the crowd putting their money into the temple treasury. Many rich people threw in large amounts, but a poor widow came and put in two very small copper coins worth only a few cents. Calling his disciples to him, Jesus said, truly, I tell you, this poor widow has put more into the treasury than all the others. They all gave out of their wealth, but she gave out of her poverty, putting everything all she had to live on. But really, this woman had no welfare, no social security to live on. There were no pensions. She was forced to live on charity or maybe beg from strangers or, or help be, get help from family members. But that woman didn't care. She was determined to give and she wasn't embarrassed that the amount was small because it doesn't matter. Here's what we need to get today. It's not about the amount. It's about the heart. It's about the obedience to God. That's all God cares about. He cares about the heart. And when we're faithful on the little, little it's, a, it's, a, it's a principle. We will be ruler over much. God will bring it to us. God, as long as we're faithful on that little, so Jesus also warned us to not be only generous to people who are generous to us, but generous to people who are maybe unlovely. 
In Luke 6, it says, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. If someone slaps you one cheek, turn to them the other also. If someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them. Give to everyone who asks you. And if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back. Do, do to others as you would have them do to you. If you th- love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do, do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners expecting to be repaid in full. But listen to this, but love your enemies, do good to them and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high because he is kind to the ungrateful and wicked. Be merciful just as your father is merciful. Then it says, do not judge and you will not be judged. Do not condemn and you will not be condemned. Forgive and you will be forgiven. Give and it will be given to you. A good measure pressed down, shaken together and running oval will be poured into your lap for with the measure you use it, it will be measured to you. And here is the key right here. We always use the scripture in, 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 the, in the financial realm, but the scripture is saying that we need to sow forgiveness. We need to sow forgiveness. I know personally The thing that helps me sow forgiveness is, man, I sow forgiveness. Why? Because I have been forgiven by my heavenly father so much. And when I look at that and realize the things I've done and how he's forgiven me, I can now go forgive others and know it's because that love I have, that, that, that forgiveness that I've been given. Now I could go give that to others. But the key is Jesus saying, what credit is that to you? If you give to someone you love, even the sinners do that, right? Even people who are gossipy and backbiters give to people who they love or the evil, the wicked, they give to people who they love. What he's saying is when you give to people who maybe have wronged you, whatever it is, we need to sow forgiveness. Anne Frank said, no one has ever become poor by giving. In Proverbs, it says, one man gives freely, gains even more. Another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. It almost doesn't make any sense. So we need to see ourselves as a, a river and not a reservoir. A reservoir becomes stagnant because it's only taking, right? It, it's only taking. And I've heard it said that the Dead Sea is dead because it, it takes but doesn't give. And it just takes and it becomes stagnant. But I believe it's uh, the Sea of Galilee, uh, one of those, or, or, or the Jordan River, one of those takes and gives. I believe it's the Sea of Galilee and it takes and gives. And that's why it's so fresh and vibrant is because it not only, it takes, but it also gives. And that's what we need to be is we need to be generous. And one key takeaway tonight is this, generosity is always blessed. Never withhold whatever is in your power to give. But just like we need to be generous with material resources. It seems today with all this division going on and, 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 and things going back and forth about this opinion and that opinion, it's so important to be generous with love, be generous with forgiveness, be generous with, with kindness, not just materially resources, although that's part of it. And I want to um, read a scripture in Romans 13, seven. Um, and it says, render therefore to all their due, taxes to whom taxes, custom to whom custom, fear to whom fear, honor to whom honor. 
Owe no one anything except to love one another. For he who loves has fulfilled the law. And then it goes talking about when you when you love people, you're not going to commit adultery. You're not going to murder. You're not going to do this because love fulfills the law. And what's key to that, it says, owe no any man anything but to love them. God doesn't want us to be in debt and financial debt and be under pressure. But he says this, we have an outstanding debt to love our brother and sister. And when we're withholding that love from them, we're actually withholding what God has put in our hearts to give them. And that love is for us to give. And God puts it in our heart for us to give. And I like what Pastor Cap always says. He says, God, I believe he says it like this. Everything you get from God is for someone else. Usually, obviously, we do have things that we keep for ourselves. But when God gives, we need to give it to someone else. And, and, and I've always remembered what he said, man. When we get something, we need to also give. And, and, and it's so important to give. And the scripture goes on to say, doing this, love people with this attitude, knowing the time. Listen to this. So God's saying, owe no man anything but to love. But when you love, he said this, knowing the time that it is high time to awake out of sleep. For now, our salvation is nearer than when we first believe. We, we can't help but look around and look at the scriptures and see that we're in the last of the last days. And Jesus is saying us in these last days, I want you to be generous with your love. It's high time. What did we say the message is? It's time to be generous. And I want to uh, leave with a few thoughts. I want to tell one last testimony and read a scripture. I, uh, years back, about 15 years ago, I used to work for an insurance company and I was a minister uh, was part of the church, but I never ha- ever actually did a funeral, but officiated a funeral. I've done uh, multiple since then, but I had a person come up to me and say, look, I know you're a Christian. I'm, I'm in a bind. My father just passed away. He's in Florida. And I just found out about, it and I can't be with him. And I'm really upset, but I wanted to write something down and write some words. And I don't, I'm at a loss for words. And this person was an unbeliever. And I said, sure, I'll help you. And I, didn't really know, obviously, how to help in the sense of doing a funeral. I said, I never did a funeral before, but let's do it. So we sat down and I walked him through and the Holy Spirit gave me the principles of the funeral. He's like, you do this, you do this, and you do this. And I walked him through. I said, let's use this scripture and share your thoughts on what your father meant to you. And we wrote a whole little thing for him to send to his family in Florida to read at the funeral. And he came up to me and this blessed me like never before. And I'll never forget these words. This could have been 15 years ago, maybe longer. And this person said to me, Tom, I will never forget you spending time with me and helping me when my dad died. I'll never forget it as long as I live. And what was so cool is God moved in that. And he showed this man that he was working through through us. When he sent that thing to the, to the funeral, he said it was such a blessing because the people at the funeral were like, wow. Like it was so awesome what you guys wrote. And it said, it, the scripture you used was right by the tombstone. And it was such a powerful thing that God did. And what was that? I was being generous with my time. So I want to leave you this one last thought. Jesus explains that when he returns to the earth, he will divide those who are generous from those who are not. He calls the generous, he calls sheep. So it says this, the stingy he calls goats, Matthew 25. Um, so in Matthew 25, it says, then the king will say to those on his right, come you who are blessed by my father, take your inheritance, the kingdom prepared for you since the creation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you invited me in. I needed clothes and you clothed me. I was sick and you looked after me. I was in prison and you came to visit me and the righteous will answer him, Lord, 
When did we see you hungry and feed you or thirsty and give you something to drink? When did we see you a stranger, invite you in or needing clothes and clothe you? When did we see you sick or in prison and go visit you? The king will reply, truly I tell you, whatever you did for one of the least of these brothers and sisters of mine, you did for me. And Jesus saying, whatever you did for them, you do it for me. And in that scripture earlier, where it talked about um, where he's kind and merciful, and he says, your reward will be great and you will be children of the most high. One thing I want to touch on in that scripture that I talked about before in Luke, touching on that here with Jesus is when you do to my brothers and sisters, you did it unto me. And when Jesus said, you'll be children of the most high, why are you children of the most high when you're lending to people who are maybe unlovely or you're giving to people who are unlovely? You're children of the most high for this reason, because a child imitates his father. And when we're loving like that and we're generous, what are we doing? We're loving with a heart like our father, with a generous heart like our father. And what was the goal of this message is to develop more of a heart like our father. So I just want to encourage us tonight, let's develop that heart like our father. And when I say develop, just we can grow in love. The Bible teaches that um, that, that grow, love in our hearts can grow. But really it's a matter of allowing that that river to flow through us, allowing that love that's been shed abroad on our ho- in our hearts to, to be brought to others. So let's be generous. Let's imitate our heavenly father. And I got uh, a few more minutes and I just want to end with this. If you're hearing this message, I never like to end something like this without giving a person an opportunity to come into that relationship with that generous father. And that's where it all starts. It starts with that relationship. We can't even begin to be generous to others until we have that relationship with the father. And it says, but as many as received him to them, he gave the right to become children of God to those who believe in his name. What did we say before? For God so loved the world, he gave his one and only son that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. If you're here today and you're like, I don't have that relationship and I want to, it's simply this. We just simply have to receive it. And we do that, Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says we believe it in our hearts and we say it with our mouths. It's that simple. And I just want to lead you in a, in a prayer and, and pray with you to come into relationship with Christ if you haven't done that. So if you're here today and you say, I believe that Jesus died on the cross with me. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he rose again. And I want to come into relationship with the father Jesus said, I'm the truth, the way, and the life, and no one comes to the Father but through me. If you want to do that, let's pray that prayer together. Just repeat after me. Father, I believe that you send Jesus to die on the cross for me. I believe he's the son of God. I believe he died. I believe he rose again so that I could have a new life. I ask for forgiveness of my past and I thank you that I'm your child and you're my father. And I thank you that I have a new life and the Holy Spirit lives inside of me. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, if you pray that prayer for the first time, let us know. Um, Connect with us, send us an email. Okay, you click click on that um, button on your screen if you. We'd love to hear from you if you if you prayed that prayer for the first time. But again, 
God bless you. And again, if you pray that prayer for the first time, it's important. You could talk to God. You could pray. Um, re- if you don't have a Bible, we'll, um, get one. You can start reading that Bible. Um, get hooked up with, with people who believe like you. It's important to get hooked up with a, ch- a great church. You're always welcome to come to our church if you're in the area. But again, God bless you. It's time to be generous. It's time to have to allow that heart of the Father just to flow to others with generosity. God bless you. Have a great night and have a great week. Thanks for listening to this message. We pray that you're blessed and lifted up by God's word. If this message helped you today, please consider supporting New Beginnings financially. You can just go to newbeginningsnj.org and click the giving tab. We hope to see you soon.